From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. How you doing, everybody? Welcome. Hour number three, the Big and Wild Outdoors. Ladies and Jonathan Carlos and Bill George Diego in the studio today. Uh, last hour, we were talking a little bit about the Strawberry Festival and all that other kind of stuff that might be going on. But uh, I will say this, that the Hooked on Hope Sporting Clays Tournament is going to be happening next Saturday. So uh, we don't have to worry about that. It's all covered. If you'd like more information, go to hookedonhope.org, hookedonhope.org, and you can register your team and all that kind of good stuff. It'll give you a little more information about the Sporting Clays event. It's going to be happening. starts at 8 a.m., goes until 1. There is a lunch meal provided kind of thing, then the awards and everything else like that. You'll probably be out of there by uh, 2.30 or so at the latest. Uh, but the uh, other important one that we really kind of need to talk about Bill George brought up in the first hour, and we really haven't gotten back to it very much, was uh, the Countryside Baptist Church Wild Game Dinner. Uh, uh, for that one, do we know for sure that's that's happening? Because that, that would be that on the 27th. I, I, I got that. They're working on the flyer right now because I said I need details. Yeah. But I, it's one of those things. We've, we've done it. This show has done it long before I was around it all and yeah. that's and that was jonathan's the, first time yeah, that was kind of the lone ranger still left too for wild game cookouts yeah and it, it still is one of the lone ranger ones that the public is invited to for free and uh you know it's not a men's only one or it's not a you know it, club only one or something I, like that i will that. say what i was told this year is it's going to be outside they're not going to do the, the, the large inside, you know, where they bring people in and speak and this and that. They're gonna they're gonna keep the inside down to a minimum. So. Well, yeah, that would probably be a good idea. But I know there's some older folks that you know they need that AC every once in a while. You got to get them in there because even though it's in February, uh, it still gets a little warm for for some of those folks because I think it's tentatively or scheduled for February 27th. Is that right? February 27th. Yeah. And now it starts at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and goes until 6 p.m. And uh, we don't have the details on everything that's going to be there. But going through uh, from from past events that we've been there, uh, there's going to be a lot of everything. Some things you may have tried before. They always have venison. Usually there's some wild hog there. Uh, of course, squirrel and rice. Hopefully it'll be there again this year. We're gonna. We're, we might have to help out with that. Listen, Glenn's you got to help by cooking. cooking your own version of squirrel and rice. Come on, man. As long Step as it, up. As long as it's not in. A, I've never. Sort of... I've never made squirrels. Okay. And rice. You can practice. What Cuban style or something? Yeah. You put sasong and adobo and stuff like that. Do a instead of chicken and yellow rice, do a squirrel and yellow rice. That would be. Why wouldn't that be good? That would be awesome. Uh, Throw but, a new spin on it. Yeah, it'd be perfect. But uh, they always have the uh, the stew of the year, which is always kind of a mountain man stew, and it's usually a mystery meat that's usually announced uh, when we do our broadcast. There usually is when after that, the fight. No, that's no. usually when it comes 
No, it's been, it's been bear before. Hey, cougar. What, a, what about some can, beaver? Canned venison. Canned venison? I don't think we've ever had that there. But hey, isn't your uh, oh no, Auntie sending you? No, something? no, that's not going to be shareable. She's Sorry. she's not going to send him anything. That's not going to no. be shareable oh, at he's all. On, he was on the naughty list. Okay, yeah. not going to be shareable yeah. at all. He's an angry little elf. Okay. But also, uh, Weasley. <laughs> We usually get some donations of some uh, Uncle John's Pride sausage kind of thing and, and strawberry shortcake for sure. And uh, and uh, did I mention the part? Yeah, I think I did, but it's all absolutely free. Mm. It's free to the public. All you have to do is just show up. That's all you got to do. And uh, usually I'm going to say they nail it just about every year perfectly i don't see i don't i don't think ever once have i ever seen a booth where midway through somebody went that's it we're out of you know gator stew or I t- whatever I tell you one thing usually glenn's cooking fish and they're doing hush puppies and oh my gosh do they go through some fish and, and they're giving they're still giving it away after yeah. six o'clock they're yeah. like dude we got all this left over get it get it get it get it and, and it's amazing to see all the people that come out to help Glenn and the crew there, man, and oh, yeah. brought his buddies Everywhere. and everybody show up yeah. and everybody just Well, really everybody from the in. church is participating in there for most part. And then uh, usually they have a guest speaker who goes in and uh, and they do prizes and raffles and door prizes yeah. and all kinds of stuff. I'm going to try and round up some gator meat. But one thing that I had when I went down to Everglade Adventures to do the duck hunt, he gave me a sample of uh, something they're starting with, and it was it was a little interesting. He gave me a number of packs of alligator ribs. Okay, yeah, now those these are, are damn. now these are not wild caught ten, eleven, twelve foot alligators. These are the farm raised alligators, mm-hmm. and so got some meat on them bones. They're, but they're they're the young ones, so it's like baby back ribs. Okay, oh. I, I saw them; they look good. So I turned around. I I didn't even take them out of the vacuum seal bag. I put them straight into the sous vide machine, let them sit there for a couple hours in that. Took them out. Well, you'd body them, rinsed them off, and all. rinsed them off. And then I uh, put some little char on them, little little seasoning on there. Threw them on the grill for a few minutes, and bam, those were some dang good and tender alligator ribs. Well, you remember family family restaurant there was it Wednesday night all you could eat alligator rib night, right there in Dover, and uh, it was packed, and and uh, they were real real ribs. I mean, the little tiny thin little rib bones of an alligator yeah. that just you would. Literally, they, could eat like a hundred of them. Do they, they were still? Delicious. Do they still do that? No, or no, that no. place is gone. They're gone. Oh, it's, damn, yeah, it's it, like it, the it, building and everything is gone. Yeah, damn. it went the way of the dodo. But that was uh, that was packed every Wednesday night. It was like elbow to elbow in that place. Yeah, I don't rib I, night. I don't know. I would love to be able to see if I could get some some of those up, possibly. But man, I could just picture people wanting now, tons alligator of that. and alligator ribs is another one of those parts that unfortunately, like with a lot of wild game, gets Throw discarded, yep. and people don't realize just how good they really yeah. are. Well, if it's going to take a lot of them to get it done, but if you can do it, uh, the annual wild game cookout and car show. We can't can't exclude those guys. They always bring out some really nice, classic, beautiful cars every year. Is happening on Saturday, February twenty seventh, from three p.m. until six p.m. So we would invite you to come out there, bring the family. It's a family friendly event. 
Bring the kids, bring the grandkids, bring everybody. It's absolutely free. There is no charge. Uh, even for the door prizes and all that stuff, all you need to do is just put your name in a hat when they give you the little ticket for your strawberry shortcake, and you can drop it in there, and they'll call numbers all dang day. And you can win all kinds of stuff. Coolers, packs. What did I win last year? Does anybody remember? Did I win a cooler or something? I don't remember what you won. I won like two things last year. You won it. You should remember. No, I gave it to the kids. So it was like, here, take it up and go get it. Oh, one was a uh, cushion, uh, you know, a deer stand cushion, you know, to keep your butt nice and warm and dry. And what was the other thing? I think it was a cooler. Can't remember. Do you remember? All right. There's the music. Anyway, February 27th, we want to see you there. The annual Wild Game Cookout. It's free. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. somebody else's hands dead is dead they can't handle it sorry during the break i had to give that to bill george maybe a little bit later we'll talk about he's it he's trying to rag on the 300 wind mag big and wild outdoors bring gun johnson swindle and you got carlos the cuban redneck sitting in here and then of course uh, bill george and diego behind the glass if you want to call 888-404-1010 it's triple eight four zero four ten ten. you forgot to say <clears throat> carlos lopez the number one co-host yeah, that part's not important. Uh, so, <laughs> this wow. past week, we've actually... Messed up. Uh, messed up. Uh, this past week, I will say, I know the Carlos and I... Had, did we have a brief conversation? I know it was me and Bill George. We had a brief conversation about uh, the, uh, the the events of the Trump manatee this past week. Well, it was big news all over the... Not just here locally. News. It was big. all over the nation that, uh, you know, yeah. it made national I, headlines. I turned around and... I was listening. I've been on the run a lot, and I hear on the news they come across and how some manatee was carved, had Trump's name carved in the back of the manatee. And you know what? Here's what got me mad. And that was I was fitting mad. Here's what got me mad. I, I can understand it coming from the television stations, the local news that, you know, that it was scraped into or carved into. The words but, I heard were carved. Yeah, and uh, but but uh, you know a local news radio station here locally that's been uh, a well-respected news agency for a number of years. I heard their guy on there reported as carved into, and I was like, dude, I thought you guys were better than that. I really did. I thought maybe uh, you can watch the video, and again, it's kind of like the person who doesn't know what twenty twos should be worth these days. Uh, I was obviously somebody who's never dealt with a manatee or swam by a manatee or had a manatee swim between their legs before while they were cleaning the boat at the boat ramp. Yeah. And, uh, you well, know, any all of these I things. I got to say is you must be awful bow, bow-legged. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a baby. Look, it was it a baby. W- but. So let's just clear it up. It wasn't carved. No. Carved, car- what carved means is like carving a turkey. You break, you know, the skin here's what and I, you're cutting into it. Here's my point. We're talking about an animal that can reach uh, weights of 1,200 pounds. 
Do you think that some skinny guy or girl and with a snorkel what? and a mask they can move a lot faster than you think they can? Is going to bear hug a manatee and have the time to carve Trump in it in three by three uh, inch wide lettering on on the algae on its back with a knife? Do you think so? I think after the first little two seconds of plunging a blade into its back. You are going for the ride of your life. Exactly my point. Because as he did just point out, well, they can move like lightning when they want to. So basically, well, they they just rode on its well, back. They they, they moved the algae. Scratched the they, algae. Yeah, they just yeah. scratched it into the algae with their fingernails. You know, I, just, which is illegal, was, by the way. It was it not. Is. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't with the fingernails. Whatever it was, it was it was it was very clean edge from what, what I saw or something like that. But. It is against the law. You can't you can't harass those manatees. You can't touch them if they come to you. You can hold your hand out, type like thing. But we we know there's people out there who think they love things, and they're out there with scrub brushes. Sure. Who knows what? Trying to clean the manatee up, make them pretty. That that manatee, other than having to bear the name of Trump and be shunned by all their other manatees, you know. He's probably doing just fine. Yeah, I don't think he gave two shakes in a handbasket uh, that somebody was scratching his back. That's pro- if, he probably enjoyed it. I mean, if you've ever had the pleasure before, it was you know verboten to to even you know speak of their name. Uh, as a kid growing up in the canals over here, we'd have manatees that would show up in the canals all the time. And what did all the kids do? They jump in the water Feed with, lettuce, mo- with moms kind of- with moms you know little scrub brush. One's feeding him on one end with lettuce, and the other one's scraping his back. And these manatees, they hated it so much. They just lay there they like would, a dog. They would, they would roll over and say, like, I do the belly part. And, you know, I mean, next thing you know, you got this perfectly clean manatee scooting off on its own with a full belly. Uh, no harm, no foul. But, of course, nowadays they don't want you to do that because uh, any type of touching or molestation, as they would call it, uh, you can't tell – a person who's carving one up or someone who's actually trying to do it something nice. And, and we have people who do crazy stuff like trying to ride them and everything else. Yeah. None of that is legal. None of that's allowed. No, no. Le- and then leave again, them alone. Then you got the local. Uh, There's know, always you, one idiot that ruins it for everybody. Then you got the one local uh, guy who used to be a wrestler here. Do you know who he is? But but whatever, he's in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Dave Batista. But Dave Batista. Now he's offering twenty thousand dollars of his own money to find out the person or persons who carved the name in there. And when he Jonathan. Put, you will, I'm almost you, done. You're willing to take the rap for it if I turn you in? For the $150 fine? Yeah. You take the $150 fine. For, He'll get for, the 20K. And I'll get the 20K. I'll cover your 150 and give you 10K. How's that? Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. You have to split it three ways why, now. Why'd have to go to Jonathan, man? Well, that's next, I'm way. sitting next to you. Man. I don't want the record. I'm Wait just a minute. <laughs> Let, let's not forget the $5,000 that's being put up by, uh, you know, other individuals who are out there doing it. But now here's the thing that when as soon as this Batista guy posted that up there about the $20,000, I said, how much can I get if I've hit it with a prop? Cricket. And that's. Does anybody get any cash money or reward or anything for somebody that, you know, drills one with a prop and I guess only. slices and, down the back? Well, well, and the thing about it, is, and 
I've had this argument. I had this argument this week with some people about animal stuff. A guy made a comment to me that, you know, you've got your tree huggers and you've got your hunters. And I looked at him and told him, I said, you realize that the only difference between a tree hugger and a hunter is the hunters like to harvest game and take it home. We love the animals and the nature as much as they do. I mean, like I said to Bill this morning about some of the stuff that I go through, I pay for this abuse to go out there and manage <laughs> properties and stuff like that to try to make it better for the wildlife. My other my other and retort was going to be on that one was what what does anybody do I get paid when the yeah. manatee comes up and molests me when I'm out there weight fishing and all of a sudden you feel something uh, you know bump you in your butt and, you, and your blood runs cold because you're like. Okay. Do I turn is around that, and look yeah, and see a bull that, shark? Or, yeah. Yeah. Is, is that am bark? I being, is that, am I being tasted? <laughs> <laughs> am I being tasted right now or yeah. what's the deal? No, no. It's that security guard that didn't let you fish off you that You wait to feel the teeth that. sink in or the sucking yeah, <laughs> on your then, leg. And you finally get a brave enough and you kind of slowly turn around and you look and there's these two oh, nostrils hey, looking at you and like, oh, I just want to come over and say hey. And you're like, oh, hey. You know, you could get me in trouble. Uh, you might want to move away from me. And, of course, you move away, and they just kind of follow behind you and hang out there next to you, see now, what you want to do. And you're like, uh, let's just hope the, the FWC drone is not flying over my head right now. Well, and, and it's like I was saying earlier, it's good on him that he's in a position to do that, and I agree with it 100%. Leave the darn – I mean, leave him alone. It's not – I don't agree with it, and well, I don't condone it either. I, but I, I don't either, but you know what? It's not the end of the world, and yeah. if the guy's going to be punished for it, then give him the proper punishment. The, yeah. the, the, thing, the thing that got me crazy is the way it was portrayed. Oh, yeah, carving it into it. It just it – just, that's, yeah, that's or the scraped wrong, into yeah, it. That's or, the wrong terminology for sure because it implies something else. It does, and, you know, th I think that if you spend any time around the water at least uh, – off the beaten path a little bit, uh, you encounter those things a little bit more than, say, the average person who's frolicking around on Pasadena no. Beach or something. Because even my wife, we were sitting at the Rocks on Gandy one time. She had her feet in the water, and all of a sudden she just screams. She's like, oh! I was like, what, what's going on? She's like, oh, my gosh. There was a manatee and her calf who came up and just basically kind of nudged the bottom of Leslie's foot. Like, hey, what's going on? She was like, hey, throw me something in here. Holy and, you know, they do you like all the other tours? Throw me something in here to eat. Yeah. <laughs> you got the ice cream cones in there? Yeah. You got anything? Uh, but I, I'm with Bill George, and we talked about it. I think it was the verbiage that really got yeah, me it. upset about the whole thing. They just want to blow it out of proportion. It's like they harpooned it, carved uh, Trump's name in the back of it, and then turned it loose, mm -hmm. you know, to I, go I spread the message. I just the most horrific thing, and it's like, Really? You know that that's and let's uh, and to be real. Like I said, it it is it is against the law. But like I said, if you're going to offer twenty thousand dollar, let's say forty thousand dollar rewards of all the combined things that if you turn this person in, you're going to receive. No one ever says forty thousand dollars for the reward of the guy who was screaming across the flats uh, in four feet of water and blah. You know, and then you do get to see how fast a manatee moves. And, you know, laid it open like uh, you've taken it in a machete attack. Mm -hmm. do, do you see people going, well, we'd really like for you to turn yourself in and, uh, you know, do all. No, it's just part of life. They're out there. So they go, oh, well, 
They get run over. They get hit. Just do your part and slow down and try not to hit nope. them. Three more slow speed zones. Yeah. <laughs> no carving zones. No wake zones. It's got to be a no carving zone, Jonathan. Yeah. Because, you know, it's easy to carve something into one. But I just thought that I was uh, with Bill George on that page. It just blew me away that the verbiage and these people. Well, uh, and I know y'all are like me. I would love. I, I don't want to say it like this, but I would love to see how they did it because it's just like what we're sitting here saying. I have seen manatees in action, for lack of a better term, spear fishing and everything else, to where it's like what you're saying. You look at them and think. This is the slow move, the biggest slow moving, can't do jack squat, whatever, and bam, they turn into a freight train in about oh, 0.5 seconds. Yeah, no, I've 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 actually waded into a sleeping pod of manatees oh, before uh, in Riviera Bay, walking the edge. Early in the morning, got out there. I'm about kind of like deep. that covey of quail in a uh, dude. <laughs> I'm out your waist deep uh, in water, and then next thing you know, uh, one of them like wakes up. You're chumming. <laughs> one of them wakes up and goes, holy! And they, because well, one once reacts, they all react, and the world explodes, and all you can do is just scream like a little girl. <laughs> and you're trying to find a place to go. Dad, I don't know what it is. Hopefully you don't get run over. Great white That's, shark. Yeah. Well, I think you know. I think literally when he said that, I think they sleep like quail because they don't go head in. They're like tail in because they all went and... Thirty different directions. Like a, I just happened to be on the one we, end. Like, of, I watched, like a torpedo. We were oh, yeah, spearfishing. We were spearfishing around a small little reef and had some come in. And a friend of mine swam by one, and I guess just his fins bumped the right spot on the manatee or whatever. And I saw I two just, shakes of that sucker's tail, and it cover a hundred yards like it was nothing. I just wonder if somebody put biden's name in the back if uh we'd have the same reward no well, they would have no, they said it, they gave it a covid shot someone gently uh removed the algae and, yeah. and created the letters biden in its back you know but if it's trump it's like carved in with like harry Cr- a with chainsaw like, with kruger claws mm-hmm. and <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We come back. We're going to talk about the uh, NRA filing bankruptcy. It's not what it means when you see the headlines. It is what it means. When you That's see what the we call a tease, folks. When you see the headlines, it's not what you think it means. We'll clarify that. Because trust me, I know on social media, I could not believe how many of my lib friends were all like, Thank you, Lord. The NRA is gone. They are disappearing off the earth. And I'm going, moron, you need to read past the headline. And then it's like, oh, well, then never mind. All right, taking a break. What? Ballerina. (laughs) Going to do a pirouette there, Bill George? It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by the Big and Wild and uh, Brandon Ford. We'll be back.
here we go. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Welcome in, everybody. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. That is for sure. Uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit about the uh, manatees. And then, of course, another big story that came out just a day ago or so was the fact that uh, if you watch your local news or if you still get a newspaper, your headline will read something as to the effect of the NRA files for bankruptcy, <gasps> either with a period or with a large comma. And then they say, but announces plans to leave New York and reincorporate into Texas. Peace out. Whereas if you go to the NRA's website, it basically says, breaking, NRA dumps New York to reincorporate in Texas. <laughs> this is basically what it says. And uh, that's basically. Florida would love to have you, too. Yeah. And that's what I said. Yeah. Uh, uh, move your butts down here. We'd, we'd love to have you here. Uh, Tallahassee, Jacksonville, yeah, St. Pete, right, Tampa. Right next to Amazon. That'd be great. Come on, move it on down here. That'd be awesome. But, um, you know, the bankruptcy part was so that they could protect themselves from creditors and all that stuff in New York as they make the move and all that stuff. I'm sure that that probably also means, you know, broken contracts and things like that with whoever they may be doing business with in New York. And uh, and then they're going to move all their stuff over to Tejas that's a little more friendly. As you so, said it, before. It sounds to me like, I, like rats on a ship. People no. are fleeing New no, York. No, that no, I look companies. Everybody. The thing is this: Why would you go if you're if you're an organization that's fighting out there for for rights? Why do you go and retreat to a friendly location? Why are you not staying engaged where the fight's the hardest? Well, because you end up spending all your money fighting. Uh, other things in the city that doesn't like you for other things. And that's what prompted them to get out of there was you had a uh, New York politician who was constantly filing lawsuits against them on certain things that uh, she would do as uh, hearsay or inappropriations uh, of their own funds. And, and God forbid and you thing. file anything back against her. So, you know, how do you go fight the good fight in Capitol Hill uh, when you're fighting uh, for your life over in New York where your headquarters are. So that, so, that's their strategy, to bog you down. Sure. And you know what? Here's the problem. There's a lot of people who work for the NRA who are probably not members of the NRA. I mean, it's just like uh, I'm sure there's a few stealthy people who still work for Facebook or Google or something that haven't been weeded out yet that may have some slight conservative values or something like that where they work under the radar and uh, – like anything else, when a company or a business or even an organization like this leaves a major city, that that causes job loss. And that's even more job loss that's going to be happening in New York, where you have so many people who are abandoning them the now, which I know we as Floridians, we see New York tags and think that everybody from Brooklyn is moving here, which is not necessarily true. As a matter of fact, I was going to bring it up on the show about a month or two ago. They came out with a survey where the Northeast people are moving from and then to. And Florida actually ranked down pretty low, except for with the New Yorkers, which most of those were heading to where? West Palm. West Palm or Miami. Mm -hmm. That's They were headed down to that area. Not necessarily over here onto this coast, but uh, over on the East Coast more than here. But the vast majority of them were going to other friendly states which I would have never thought of, like Michigan or Illinois or other ones where I guess they... I would have guessed the Carolinas or Georgia. The or, taxes were a little different. Nah, I don't. Th I don't. I just don't think that they would fit in very well in Georgia. 
I don't know. I fit in down here, man. I came a long time ago. Well, you're of uh, Cuban descent. We've uh, we've been living cohabitively for quite some time with uh, the Cuban people, so it's no big deal. So I, I just bring the flavor, man. I bring the flavor. Well, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, to the show. I bring the flavor to the show. Man. I, I'm sure you do. What are you trying to say? <laughs> no, nah, you know, just a little extra spice. There you well, go. Well, that's lovely. Sasson, adobo, you know. Yeah, I, I got that. We but, got we got Diego on the other side, though, too, so... Yes, I'm we, not, we do. Not, not alone. He's the quiet one, though. But but the thing is, the point of it was is they were not all moving here. They were actually scattering out through other uh, cities and That's states. That's surprising, though, Midwest. and uh, Pennsylvania upper, was upper. another one, which I but, couldn't believe. But, and I just say this, and, yeah, I've gotten a few people mad in saying it this way. You left that state for a reason. Leave your voting habits there, too. Not just that. A bunch of habits. Yeah. <laughs> leave them up there. <laughs> A bunch of of habits? Yeah. Yeah, I've had to deal with some of that. But anyway. Unless you're a nun, leave them there. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I agree with that statement. Not not sure what that means, but. A habit. Oh, a habit. Oh, I get it now. Get it? (laughs) 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 You're funny. I got you. What's scary is, is I'm getting your jokes before they do. That's (laughs) That's because we're not listening to him. The man on the end. You know, we should have got that. Yeah, we spend more time with them, so I uh, I got it, but I wasn't going to acknowledge it because it just was really bad. I didn't <laughs> I didn't hear it. I'm sorry to hear it. The <laughs> listeners had to hear that. Go ahead, Brad, and keep going. <laughs> anyway, that was, <laughs> and I know that Bill George has got a point about that. Why wouldn't you stay and fight where the fight is? But when that, that's, that's not really I where see the fight it as is. A retreat. It's exhausting. It's it's exhausting, and it and it and it makes you lose funds that can and, be put somewhere else. And why do they want to spend money in a state? That's constantly fighting them, constantly at odds with them. They they go 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 somewhere where they're more welcome. Yeah, and that's uh, that would be my m- well. And it's it's kind of there's twofold to that. You guys make a good point. Bill makes a good point. But my way of looking at it is too though, to Bill's point and y'all's point, they can retreat to some place that's friendly and have the extra funds to go back into said state and enact more stuff because they're not getting sued every five minutes that would be my I mean, my my uh that would be my understand. they're gonna follow you wherever you are and that's that's the thing is certain groups oh they go can do follow your you thing, we're gonna do our thing the other thing is oh you're gonna go do your thing no we don't still don't want you to go do your thing we're gonna follow you and harass you well but they can follow you, you but the thing about it thing. is when you go to a state where they get in trouble for harassing you it helps versus like being in a state like New York where nobody says jack squat to them for doing it and there's no repercussions for what they're doing. Listen, you come here, you take a fish away from a person and knock them and take the fish and throw it back in the water and you still get nothing done yeah, exactly. to them. Hey, I'm that's, not going to argue that's, with that's, you. That's, 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 that's because they didn't take the fish from the wrong person. That's you do, right. You do that to Bart, and I'm telling you what's going to happen. <laughs> It, they and somebody's and chest is absolutely get correct. Yep. He, they did it to the. They just happened to. God well, was looking did, out yeah. for him because they did it to the right person. If they done that to me, I would have thrown him right off that bridge. 
Well, in God, that, in that little, so much in that little bridge. And so much the situation. God's not looking out for him. It's just you're dealing with a little punk who's what, not going to be sacked and, up and what enough did he to go get? Up to a little a guy slap on the wrist, a little small fine or something. Sure, but it costs him some time and a little bit of money, and that's about and it. And I just said that. So Could if that can be considered wanton waste as well to throw no. in a fish that we yeah, probably no. was still alive. So no, because it wasn't even a. a, a, a it's a not a native it's species. It's not a native yeah. species. Oh, okay. But trash. as the man right here on the end says, it's just like a lot of this. Uh, it goes back to what you were talking about with people poaching earlier. But once once that fish what? is in your possession, isn't it your fish? Like legally, you're going to keep it yes. to eat it. It's your fish. Yeah. Well, there, there's got to be some sort of something to yeah. go with that. He broke a law. Yeah. Oh, but we we don't. He we, also he also he broke a law, but he did somebody. it in the higher name of 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 something that they they why, care about. Why are you about. touching me? Why are you touching me? That's that's exactly <laughs> no, I'm right. Just, I'm just joking. Well, but it, you understand what I'm saying. The, he owns the fish now. The guy took it from him, threw it in the water, and he's also interrupting him while he's legally, you know, fishing, which is a form like if somebody harasses well, you while you're hunting. So why it's didn't they? The so why didn't they charge him with, uh, you know, stealing, because stealing it was, property? Because of where he was. Well, mm-hmm. they, I think they did get him on the the that aspect of the charge, but the harassing hunters and fishers. Because he was not on state land, he did not get that yeah. charge. Well, well but there and again, it's like you've said before. You look at these penalties that these people have, and it's $100 here or $150 there. Sounds I mean, to me like selective charges. It sounds to me like what they should have done is they should treat it like they stole your watch and threw it over the bridge, and when I... Pick the guy up and threw him over the bridge. They say, "Why did you throw him <laughs> hey, over the bridge?" I go, "So me. to go get my stuff back." <laughs> yeah, go get my fish here. <laughs> That's why I threw him over to go get my fish back. You get my property back. So you know, do what you got to do. But uh, speaking of the NRA and firearms, I wanted to guys give you guys a little rundown. Just get your opinion on this because uh, Guns.com came out with the uh, number one selling, top selling shotguns of the COVID year, 2020, and. Uh, when you see what is being sold, it kind of at least it it taught me something, and uh, I know that I'll go into it a little bit later on. But um, the top ten, if you give me your top tens, or just give me ones that you think made it to the list, what do you think? Mossberg five hundred. Okay, what do you think? Eight seventy. You took mine. Dang it. Okay, so uh, two eight seventies in a Mossberg. No, I was going uh, <laughs> the Berettas are uh, not Berettas. Stoger. Benelli's. Benelli's, sorry. Benelli's. All right, well, let's go over their list. Number 10 is the Remington 1100. Solid piece of machinery. Good gun. Mm-hmm. Good one. Uh, number nine, wouldn't think I'd make the list, was the ATI Nomad, which is a single shot. It's, it's brought in by American Tactical Imports. It's basically uh, like the old New England firearms. I was just about, yeah. Uh, but it's all composite. Number eight, I knew this would make the list, was the Keltec KSG. Sold a bunch of those. You know, the bullpup jobber that mm-hmm. uh, you got the 12 and you got the 7, which everybody liked. Uh, one that not a lot of people have heard of, so I didn't think it would make the list, which was the Graysar Fear 116, which is another AR-type detachable magazine-type shotgun. Number 6, Mossberg 590 Tactical. So that one is a, a pretty much a no-brainer. The Hatson Slugger which is also a pump-action shotgun with a pistol grip kind of looking mm-hmm. synthetic jobber. Um, number four was the Black Aces Tactical Pro Series Bullpup. Uh, that made it all the way to number four. 
And then uh, you go to number three, which was the Stevens 320, which is a pump shotgun. Pretty simple, almost like a Glenn, like 500. That. And then uh, number two was the Remington 870. Solid. I'm shocked that that's around. not number one. Uh, and number one? It was close. Mossberg 500. Yeah, baby, I got one. Now, just by looking at those shotguns, that kind of tells you the mentality of the people who are buying them. What does that Another mean? record set, set today. Braden made it through a top ten. Impartial. Before the segment. commercial. Yep. Yep. Well, when we come back, I'll give you the uh, <laughs> I'll give you the top ten selling rifles. But my point is, is that I didn't see a lot of hunting or sporting ones being in the top ten, but I did see a lot of personal protection, tactical stuff for the past. I year. see a lot of what's ever on the shelf, and we can get our hands on. Yeah. When we come back, I'll do the top ten and the rifles. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be back. Wild Outdoors, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, Bill George. Carlos has left the room. He's probably know. getting more breakfast. No. That he, that he, thing he, is almost gone. He's gone. He went, I think he went to the break room. That great big tin pan full of breakfast sausage. Gone. Hey. Well, I had two helpings and uh, three hey, biscuits. I just uh, do it because I want y'all to know I appreciate the opportunity to be able to work with y'all <laughs> and y'all's understanding in my other endeavors. So, How much did you eat, Bill George? You had three I helpings? Ate, no, I had two helpings. Two large helpings? Because no, one large one. helping and two halves. Well, then that leaves Diego, the lightest and smallest of us all, um, hey. with the Di- highest uh, with the Diego's highest metabolism. the biscuits. What? He's eating the biscuits just as a... Hey, so. I'm proud. He's. I saw him eat a couple ah, plates of yeah, that. I don't think I. That wasn't no biscuits. I'm gonna put in that some bowl. meat on them bones. There wasn't no biscuits in that bowl, man. We gonna. Hey, that's hey. all. I, we we gonna bulk you up a little bit. He, he's lean, mean fighting machine. We gonna bulk him I up said. a little bit. All right. Uh, before the break, I did the uh, top selling shotguns for the COVID year 2020, uh, which the vast Let's see if majority rifles of them, follow trend. The vast majority of them were uh, defensive uh, uh, type shotguns. Uh, I noticed that there weren't a lot of semi-automatics. No, no, I think you hit the nail on the head with what you said off the air. The the top ten that top ten list featured the ones that were in the three to five hundred dollar range. Well, right off the bat, some of them were, but some of those were they're kind of expensive. Those AR knockoffs and lookalikes, you know, they're six seven hundred bucks. They're not, yeah. you know, they're not. Uh, yeah, but what I'm trying to say is, is the reason that those probably made the list is because all the ones that were in that three to five hundred dollar range were all gone before they could get there and get a chance at one of those. Yeah, I, that could be true. Well, now uh, on to the uh, top ten selling rifles of uh, 2020, and this is according to uh, Guns.com. Uh, great website. If you're not on it, you really should be on it every once in a while. They have some great information on there and uh, a lot of industry stuff, uh, things like that. It's a good place to go get a little uh, info for it. I was going to try to wait for Carlos, but I guess uh, he's 
got to go TT or something. So, uh, number 10, when it comes to rifles, what do you think would be, give me some that you think might be on the list. Browning BAR. That's a good call, but quite expensive. How about you, Bill George? I don't know. Everybody keeps buying these little black gun things. I, I I don't understand it. Well, now what would be your what would be your pick if you think? If, I mean, I understand what you think the trend is going for, but Ruger M seventy seven number four. Uh, I don't think it's number one, but I, I'd say maybe four. Ruger M seventy seven. Yeah. You think so? Think it made the list? Seven hundred Remington seven hundred. I mean, that's yeah. got to be on there. I'm sure. Uh, number ten, Daniel Defense. The DDM-4, which mm-hmm. is, of course, as Bill George pointed out, one of these little black, you know, jobbers that awesome. they do. Actually, a, a very well-made AR, <laughs> AR-15, that's for sure. Uh, number nine, one that none of you guys actually jumped on, which I figured, being at the shop, I know these have been selling quite well. So, um, uh, you know, it's one of those, if you got to be in a... Hey. Your rifle pick... We've been What's your for rifle five pick? Top ten rifles. Marlin Lever Action Thirty Thirty. Okay. Uh, number nine, Henry Big Boys, forty four mag, forty five mm-hmm. long Colt, forty five seventy. The the Big Boys, the Henry Big Boys have been selling really really good. Uh, kind of close to what Bill George said. The Ruger American Ranch is uh, the one that's uh, number eight. Which is the threaded barrel jobber that comes in the uh, six five, the seven sixty by thirty nine, yeah, and four fifty Bushmaster, and they're about that big. Yeah, and they're nice and tiny, good truck gun. Number seven, the Winchester model eighteen ninety four, which has been around since uh, you know who was a freshman, uh, literally been there forever. Uh, the six hour four hundred, that's the M four hundred. The tread is what they call it. That's the, you know, you got any of those treads left in there. Again, another one where it's an AR style gun that uh, Bill George significantly hates. I don't well, hate them. I just. Number five, one that I can't believe none of you picked, which is one of probably, if any liberals listening, one of the best uh, all around. If you had to run out in a hurry, uh, everything from hunting to getting, gathering food to a could be set up for a defensive weapon. Ruger 1022. Oh. One of the best all-around little scooters you can get, man. Uh, number four, Remington 700, which is always going to be, no matter where you are, somewhere is going to have one. Number three is the Diamondback, the DB15. Some people love them. Some people don't. Ah, oh, it's a cheap one. You don't like that. Goes bang. They don't like it. A friend of mine has nothing but problems with his and that kind of thing. Another AR-style uh, rifle. Uh, Ruger sold the last one yesterday. Ruger AR-556. The Ruger AR-556, another AR-style rifle. Gone out the door. See you. Bye. And numero uno is the... Drum roll. Dun, 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 dun. Number one seller, Smith & Wesson M&P 15. Hmm. Economical, good AR, dependable, lot of it and sold the living dog poo out of every single one of them you could not keep them in the store what what caliber so, is that 22 the one in 22 or no that's a 5.5 oh really yeah yeah well then you have the sport 2 and then you have the other versions of it and then you and People you have the 22 don't hunt anymore you can hunt with those 
Why can't you up with those? Earth Center uh, Fire Twenty Two. Toy guns. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know several animals well, that we, would beg to differ with you. We, yeah. didn't, we didn't see that Creedmoor there. Nope. Nope. And it was one of those ones where, but that's what I'm saying. If you look at the past year, the buying of the rifles and you see what was in the top 10, it kind of tells you where the mentality is of the people who are purchasing them. They're not buying them to go hunt with. They're not buying them to uh, Well, go but do. I mean, like the AR. Now, the ARs, I defend the ARs when it comes to hunting because we use them a lot. But that's... Yeah, it's a lot of people, like you said before, it's a lot more for home defense and everything else, too. I, I think that the vast majority of people, if you look, if you took a survey, would not have bought them to go out and let their well, daughters I, go shoot a pig I, with it. I tell you, I think a lot of those guns are a lot of fun to go shoot. A lot of people put a lot of rounds through those guns. Uh, and it's just a good time if you're going out and shooting. I, I think if you if people, you want people. something for home defense, you start popping off a bunch of rounds of anything. Shotgun. They're going to turn around. Shotgun, I think, is about the best home defense. It people, is. People, it is, but people are not going shooting right now. Everybody's yeah. holding on to their ammo. They're shooting up a storm. No, they're There's a lot of people that ammo. are still shooting. I mean, uh, <laughs> like I said, you know, we have those people who come in once a day and buy a box. And, and, and uh, they're shooting it. And I asked them, I said, are you saving this or are you shooting it? And they go, well, no, man, we were out last weekend and shot it up. That's where yep. I'm getting this. I I'm think I think people are keeping a certain amount sure. in storage. And then anything above that number, they're willing to shoot. Yeah. And, uh, and I agree with that. Uh, that's the synopsis that I get from customers every day is, now, you do have the hoarders. You do have those that are like, nah, I'm not shooting. I, don't, I want to make sure I have everything I have. Then you have the people who are buying it and trying to resell it. And then you have those, and then you have uh, the people who are out there shooting it all day. <laughs> nothing wow. Wrong, nothing wrong with that, man. You put it on you put it on gun broker, and somebody needs it there. Because no, I know what? if I, if I want to go hunting and I don't have 30-30 ammo and somebody hey, has hey. one for 50 bucks, 60 bucks, I'll pay for it. We're just helping moving things around in the country because, you know, there's there's places that are not hurting for ammo. They they do. They seem to have a supply. Uh, and no, very some... few. Hey Carlos. Yeah. Guess what I got? Thirty thirty? I got thirty thirty. The flex tip. So do I. Oh well if you need it. So <laughs> but, I, but I'm, I'm just sa- saying but I'm saying, look, you guys you said a trucker keeps uh, truckers come by that are from other states like Michigan. They Kentucky, haven't been around in a while that, because we haven't had anything. But, but they were coming in and buying and taking back up there because their friends can't find loads up that way. Yeah. Yeah, you know that's so true. If you if it's hunting season and you have a place to go and you're running short on the ammo that you like or your gun likes to shoot, yep, you'll pay for it, even if it's just one box. But you got it. Well, you know, it's one of those things where uh, it's good to have it, but you need to make sure that you have it for what you have it for. Next yeah. weekend, we're out on location. Yeah, we'll see. Diego, we may have to give you some money for breakfast. Oh, boy. <laughs> it is a big and wild outdoors. <laughs> or leave you with them biscuits. We'll see you guys next Saturday, broadcasting live from Tampa Bay Sporting Place. Be safe. Later. Have Later. a great weekend, everybody. Be safe.